partner. But on closer examination, those qualities may not be essential, and you may have to change your criteria to find someone more suitable. Along those lines, many of us keep an eligibility score in which we assess our market worth and that of potential mates. Like assess each quality from 0 to 10. For example, if you rate yourself a 9 in looks but a 4 in intelligence, you may pick someone who ranks a 4 in attractiveness but a 9 in smarts. So your scores will even out to a similar number. If you feel you have a quality covered, you may find yourself going after someone who offers something you don't quite have. What is chemistry, and does it exist? Oh, so you spot him across the crowded room, and you know he's the one. It's the dream of a lifetime. You feel that chemistry cursing in your body. Your heart pounds, and you think you were meant for one another. But just what is chemistry? In a heightened state of arousal, our body releases a number of hormones and chemicals. So there is real chemistry. And some of those chemicals are adrenaline and phenylalanine and oxytocin and even endorphins. The feeling of being magically attracted to someone may also have to do with the bioelectric fields that surround our bodies. A cycle is created. When you're aroused, your body releases chemicals, which in turn stimulate the smooth muscles and sensitize your nerve endings. That makes you even more sensitive to pleasure and more emotionally responsive. As you interpret your body's signals to mean you're in love, your enthusiasm escalates. Do opposites attract? You know the old saying, opposites attract, and we've all seen this adage in action. But over time, differences that were once appreciated can become sources of irritation. One woman called my radio show to say that her boyfriend loves country music and honky-tonk bars. At first... She was captivated by this because she's the more alternative music, pierced belly button type, but the novelty was beginning to wear thin. If she and her boyfriend wanted to keep the relationship going, they both had to learn to accommodate their differences. To this end, I suggest that couples keep in mind the three A's, acceptance, appreciation, and adjustment. Common dating myths. When you become depressed about dating, it might be because your mind is telling you discouraging thoughts. Many of these are blatantly untrue. Here are some common misconceptions and the truth about them. Myth. There's no one for you. All the good ones are taken. The reality is negative thoughts create negative outcomes. Positive thoughts allow positive realities. Remember, the world is full of possibilities. There's a cover for every pot. Instead of worrying about your chances, look at dating as a series of separate events. All that matters is what happens to you. In the movie Dumb and Dumber, Jim Carrey falls hard for Lauren Holly and asks God what his chances are. One in a million is the answer. Carrie then cheers, I have a chance. Even if it's true that you have one in seven million chance of winning a multi-million dollar lottery, someone has to win it, and it could be you. You always have a chance. Be encouraged by this example. I'm not attractive, Nilly admitted, and I fall for this gorgeous girl, and I thought she'd never look at me twice, but I won her heart. We started out as friends, and we got to talking. She told me she had been abused when she was younger and that I made her laugh, and now she says she never felt as comfortable with anyone in her life. Here's a tip. Chronic pessimists. They only have themselves to blame. 
I've found in years of counseling singles that women and men who insist they can't find anyone are often afraid, unwilling, or not ready to commit themselves. Overcome this problem, adjust your too rigid criteria, or tune your love antenna to were for the right kind of date. Rather than looking for the one, be open to dating around. Make the most of every date, not in terms of success or failure or ridden with expectations or desperation, but as an adventure, a way of enjoying and learning about yourself and others. Beat any man or woman shortage odds. Instead of insisting on a certain height, salary, or status, be open to possibilities of who might be good for you. Here's another myth. It's impossible to find someone to love. The reality is love can come in unexpected places and times and in unexpected partners. For example, one woman was morose in her search. Jeanette told all her friends to be on the lookout, went to all the right parties and joined them all the right kinds of clubs, but it seemed to be to no avail. Finally, while she was visiting her sister in another state, she went to a museum exhibit. And as she stood in front of a painting, a man with a small child asked her, what she thought of the work. As she wandered to the next painting and the next, he seemed to follow her, and finally he asked her to join him for lunch. And they've been painting the town ever since. Here's another myth. Finding the right person is simply a matter of fate, being in the right place at the right time. The reality is, as the story I just told you shows, fate and timing are important, but you have to be open, receptive, and ready. You may not be able to ensure that any one activity or place is going to manifest love, but when you're open to the possibilities, feeling good about yourself and going about your life with joy, more people are bound to be drawn to you. And a final myth, all the good ones are taken, you know that. There are no good men or women left. No, the reality is, even if many good ones are taken, it only takes one. You may even know that good person now and just need to open your eyes. So who is Mr. or Ms. Wright? A few years ago, I wrote a book, How to Love a Nice Guy, because I found that women were constantly drawn to lovers who were wrong for them. Unfortunately, things haven't changed enough in the years since then. And men and women still need to be wary of dream lovers and learn to appreciate the nice guy or gal. He might be a cook or a carpenter instead of a CEO, and she might be what you think is a plain Jane instead of Michelle Pfeiffer, but exactly the one who you need for a lifetime of lasting love. Nice guys don't have to finish last. Nice used to be the kiss of death, implying a doormat, a nerd, or a wimp. But the new nice, male or female, can be good-looking and exciting. The only thing the nice guy or gal may lack is not mystery or elusiveness. But in its place, you've got sensitivity and caring and sincerity and reliability. Nice people are there for you in an emergency. They give even more than they take, and they listen when you need to talk. They're your best friend, the ones you call to complain about all the others who treat you poorly, like Harry in the movie When Harry Met Sally or the pickle salesman in the movie Crossing Delancey. They love you for you, and they'll probably remember your birthday. They may not show up like fireworks, but they'll warm your heart by the fire. The Good Friend Test I always marvel at how people accept things from lovers that they would never accept from a friend. As one woman said to me, my boyfriend cheats on me, he lies, he always forgets to call, but I still love him. <gasps> 
before you set out to find your ideal date, think about what friendship means to you. After all, you want your lover to be your friend, don't you? List the things that are important to you in a friend, and then consider whether your current or past lovers have these qualities. If anything, you could be a little more lenient with friends, but you should compromise less when it comes to a love partner, where you have more to invest and more to gain or lose. The Compatibility Test Let's close this chapter with a simple compatibility test that helps you gauge if a relationship is going to work. If you're not seeing someone right now, then remember to listen back to this test when you start dating. Compatibility is essential if a relationship is going to work, so ask yourself these questions. First, do the two of you have similar values? Research shows that shared values are crucial in keeping a relationship together. Second, can you resolve your differences? Every couple has arguments, but can you resolve them? Respecting one another's opinions and needs. If you argue more than you agree, you're in trouble. Third, do you have similar needs for closeness or separateness? If one person wants to be inseparable while the other feels suffocated with too much togetherness, you're in trouble. Fourth, do you have similar sex drives? Sex doesn't have to be on top of the list for every couple, but in most happy relationships, partners have similar feelings about sex. And last, do you have similar lifestyles and goals? Some differences can be worked out. He's an early riser while she comes alive at night. But others can tear couples apart, like how you feel about having children. A no answer to any of these questions could spell a little trouble. Since each one of these can determine whether your relationship is happy and lasting, concentrate on how you might differ and make efforts to apply those three A's I mentioned, acceptance, appreciation, and adjustment. Before jumping to conclusions about any relationship, make sure you observe your partner over time. Follow my three-month observation period guideline. This is the minimum amount of time necessary to truly assess somebody's character. Falling too fast can lead to trouble, so take things slow. The hunt for Mr. or Ms. Wright. So where do I go to meet someone, you may ask? This is the most common question that single men and women of all ages have asked me over the years. If there's one lesson you learned from this book, let it be the following. Don't worry about where you go, just go. You don't always have to do something special or go out of your way to meet your future mate. In fact, you can meet her this morning while waiting for the train, at lunchtime while standing on the line for your grilled chicken sandwich, or even this evening while riding the elevator. The point is, get out. Enjoy your life and start sending out those vibes that you're happy, open, and available. The first rule is get going. When the energy is right, people will come into your aura without any huge effort at all. It happened to one woman, Janie. Desolate and depressed, she turned down many invites so she could stay home and feel sorry for herself. Then one day, an electrician came to rewire her apartment, and now he's igniting her passion as well. Research shows meetings are conducive in places close to home where people feel comfortable and safe to talk to strangers. You become attractive when you're going about your normal activities because you're unselfconscious and you're just being yourself, which is, after all, what everybody really wants to be loved for. So shop at the supermarket, go to the cleaners, visit the health club, and keep your love antenna tuned. Here's a tip. More singles today are finding themselves new and alone in town because of job transfers or breakups after following lovers to different cities. To help make new friends, talk to neighbors, attend local events, 
and check out the local newspapers and tourist magazines and pamphlets that cover what's going on around town. Rule 2. Be proactive. Although it's not necessary to travel far and wide to find a mate, you can improve your chances of meeting someone by being proactive in your search. There are three strategies to this plan. 1. Do something you enjoy. This maneuver has a lot of benefits. First of all, when you're actively engaged in something that interests you, you automatically become excited and you emanate sex appeal. Secondly, you'll meet people who have similar interests as you. That's one of the best foundations anyway for a relationship. Meeting through a common interest provides both an instant bond and an icebreaker for that dreaded first conversation. Number two, choose places to go and things to do that's based on your personality style. For example, if you're a quiet person who loves to spend time reading and listening to music, then go to the bookstore. Preferably one of those superstores where you can discuss your favorite novel or CD over a cappuccino. Or attend lectures where authors speak. And during a break, you could talk to people who like the book or the author. If you're more adventurous, go where the action is, amusement parks and sporting events and concerts. Places like these give you the freedom to release your inhibitions. Three, go to places where the type of mate you're looking for might be. Vinny wanted to know where he could meet a classy girl. The key to finding your ideal person is to pretend you are that person. If you were a classy girl, where would you go? Maybe to a health club or a fancy restaurant. If you're looking for a sports nut, go to a football game or a sports bar. Pretend that you are your ideal mate. The bottom line is always be ready. You can meet that special someone at the most unexpected times and places. So here are some places to meet people. Creating a dating network. Think of trying to find a partner like trying to find a job. Besides doing the obvious, like going through the want ads or visiting employment agencies, you also have to do the not-so-obvious, and that's network. I'm sure you know people who got their jobs through a friend or a contact they met at some business function or a chance meeting. Now ask yourself, how many couples do you know who met through a friend or a coworker or at the gym? The point is that many means can work, so in order for you to find your prey, you have to be willing to search every hunting ground, whether it be a class, a concert, or a restaurant. And during your search, you'll meet other people, those are networks, who can introduce you to other people, and maybe one of those will be your Mr. or Ms. Wright. So where are the best places to go? Go to classes where you can learn something that is interesting to yourself. Also try self-improvement workshops and retreats and expos. Last year, I went to the granddaddy of all New Age retreats, Esalen, on the Big Sur. It was very famous in the 60s for self-awareness seminars where you could let it all hang out.